Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Crystal Graham. I'm joined today by AFP editor Chris Graham. Hey, Chris, how you doing? I'm doing great, Crystal. Thanks for, uh, for having me on the show. Good. So we want to use this podcast to give Chris an opportunity to talk about some of the stories that he's writing about. And the first one I thought we'd get into, Chris, is we went to the Rockingham County Fair this week, and we happened to be there the same night that the governor made a stop. Uh, Governor Glenn Youngkin, all six, seven of him, uh, was at the fair. And I thought I'd give you a chance to talk about um, kind of bumping into him there and, uh, and how that event went for him. Yeah, we almost literally bumped into him. You know, we were there for the Dustin Lynch concert. Uh, we had planned that uh, in advance. We didn't know that the governor was going to be coming, I think maybe until that morning uh, or maybe the day before. And, um, you know, our niece, Kayla, was with us and we had gotten some, I think we that this one we had gotten our, our some some food of some sort. We were looking for food anyway. And, fried uh, Twinkies. No, we had already had fried Twinkies. We already had fried Twinkies. We were on the search for fried Oreos. We were on the search for fried, yeah. So we were looking for some fair food and, um, <laughs> We, we see this, like, I call it a phalanx of people. It, it felt like a, a Praetorian guard of, uh, mm-hmm. of people coming our way, all wearing suits. And, uh, hey, there's, and I said, hey, there's our governor. <laughs> and we, we had to walk through the middle of them to get to where we were going to get some food uh, uh, in, in the lines there. And um, so, yeah, it reminded me, hey, you know, we are reporters. Let's go, you know, let me eat my fried Oreo and then let's go, uh, let's go follow the governor around a little bit. I first went to the livestock uh, show uh, just because I figured, hey, they'll go to something where there's something cheesy they can do. That's what these photo ops are all about. Turns out they were in the direction of the exhibit hall. So I finally captured, you know, caught up with them there and got some photos. And and, um, you know, you know, I wrote a piece uh, explaining all this. These photo op kind of things. I mean, you know, other there were other reporters there. There was a reporter from the Daily News Record in Harrisonburg. There was a TV3 crew following around. You know, they'll ask a couple of questions. Um, he talked about, hey, we lower taxes. We got a budget passed. And, you know, inflation is bad. Um, that's pretty much it. There are a couple quick sound bites. Then they do a bunch of silly things. You know, he's, he's back at the livestock show. He's, he, he got on stage to introduce the, um, the, the main event act there, uh, Dustin Lynch, as I mentioned. And he kind of conflated the names. Uh, the, the opening act was a, Drew, a guy named Drew Parker. And so when the governor... You know, he gives his little political spiel, not very long, and he, he, he introduced Dustin Parker. Uh, you know, it was one of the, he, he obviously, it, it just kind of encapsulated the night for me. Uh, he won uh, a lot of votes in this area. Rockingham County, I noted, he got 75% of the vote in last year's election. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and a Republican has to come out to this part of the state and try to pretend like for a f- couple hours that they're agricultural he's not I mean, nothing against him he's not he's 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 not he's from richmond he grew up in norfolk he went to a private school he uh played college basketball his dad's a duke grad as you know the came from a, a good family uh and but none of that had nothing had to do with rural um and so you know i don't know i, I kind of sensed you know i'm we're i'm supposed to be a progressive i'm a progressive democrat um, but he didn't, he, you know, coming across as somebody who wanted to be at the county fair in Rockham County, which is the biggest county fair in the state, might even be bigger than the state fair. Uh, and it's a very agricultural based fair. Don't come here and pretend like you're you're something you're not. Just be who you are. And, and it c- kind of came across as a little inauthentic to me. That's what I wrote about. Also, Crystal noted that we, we, we were there for several hours because we were there for the concert and we, it was a country music concert. Um, and 
I didn't see a single red manga hat. I didn't see a single Trump t-shirt. The only Trump thing I saw at all was in the exhibit hall at the Republican Party booth where they're promoting all their candidates this year. You know, this is a, that again, Rockingham County is a, a county that went 69% for Trump in 2020 and nothing, you know, and, and here we are, you know, supposedly the country is at each other. We're already at each other's throats over the FBI search of, of Trump's estate a couple weeks ago. Nothing supporting Trump at this fair. I thought that, that and, and you know, Youngkin trying to be something he's not. Those were the stories of the night as far as I was concerned. And we left the fair early one year because we were at another concert and one, the artist made some kind of off the cuff remark that we found inappropriate. And also there were like some 18 year old kids walking through the concert grounds with a bunch of Trump signs. And the only thing for me with that is that the organizers should have said that wasn't appropriate and they should have asked the kids not to do that. You know, they were kids, you know, they might've been 16 years old, um, but it left a bad taste in my mouth and I was a little unsure about going back. So I was, I was glad to see that, you know, the concert put politics aside and that, that didn't come up because everyone should feel welcome at the county fair right um yeah yeah we, we even looked up dustin lynch uh, had, had you know we were a little reticent when we looked up that he had performed a fundraiser for kyle rittenhouse and he performed at a, at a trump uh, event uh, a few months ago so no the, the concert itself no no politics no and, and when you said some kids holding some signs it was a large sign that these kids were walking through at the justin moore concert back in 2016 and he made his off the cuff remark was about I dare Hillary Clinton to come take my guns I mean that was that was a very overtly political kind of thing yeah we are supposedly in the throes of a civil war over the FBI search of Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate not a single thing not not a manga hat nothing that was that, that I thought that was worthy of of getting out there Something else that was a little bit of a surprise to you is when you were following uh, the governor around, you bumped into Chris Runyon, who is a Republican member of the Virginia House of Delegates. I'm not, I don't think you had ever met him before in person. Certainly, I'm sure that his name has, has graced Augusta Free Press. Um, and you all had a good conversation. Yeah, Chris, uh, his, his district, uh, he, he's from Bridgewater. It goes into Augusta County and actually, I think, over a little bit into uh, Albemarle County. Um, he's been in the House delegates. I think he's finishing up his third, or he's in the middle of his third term. Um, he's someone, yeah, we've we've written about, we've run guest columns from him, uh, and, and and he's he sent me a few emails over the over the years saying, hey, I don't agree with with your you guys' politics, but I love reading your website. You you cover news, and so when he walks up, you know, I'm just taking pictures of the governor walking around like uh, some of the other reporters were, and he comes up and he he shakes my hand and says, hi, I'm Chris Runyon, and I say. Well, I, I thought I better say I'm Chris Graham with Augusta Free Press, just to, to, to be honest. And he says he said to kind of the same thing. I, I love reading your site. I don't agree with a lot of what you guys write politically, but I definitely like reading your perspectives. I like to know what different people are thinking. And then the conversation, he, he I, I figured, you know, he'll probably say thank you and, and, and move on because he's there. I mean, he's part of the welcoming party. He's, he's a local delegate and he's walking around with the governor. And he said, well, what are some issues that are important to you? And that started a discussion. He, you know, the governor, of course, is doing his thing. He's, you know, kissing babies and hugging people and everything else. And so the things weren't moving around very fast. And, and, and we were talking about the Augusta County Courthouse issue. We talked about uh, body cams for Augusta County Sheriff's deputies. We talked about uh, homelessness in the area, sex trafficking in the area, uh, low, low pay for police. And it's interesting. It was just two people. I mean, he wasn't seeking to, he, I wrote a story about it, but he wasn't seeking a story. I just wrote a story because I thought I'd better tell people that what a reasonable guy he is. 
he he was asking my opinion. I was giving him mine, asking his opinion. And it wasn't about a reporter talking to a politician. It was about, you know, a, in my case, I felt like it was a politician saying, you're someone who uh, has a lot of thoughts on things. I want to know what you're thinking. And so um, in this day and age, we don't have enough of those conversations across the, the across the, the so-called divide. We we often just say, okay, Republicans think this, Democrats think this, uh, the people on the other side of the enemy. And uh, I was really impressed uh, that Chris Runyon went out of his way uh, to, to engage and seek my thoughts on things. He knows, he knows that I am uh, on the diametric opposite side of a lot of things from him. But um, I thought that went a long way. Uh, I, I was really impressed with Chris Runyon. Um, Chris, another thing, I think we're going to stay in politics today, uh, talking about stories that you've written, but another thing that you wrote about was Liz Cheney. Um, as many of you all know, she lost her bid for the Republican nomination in Wyoming, um, which, which means that she's going to lose her, her seat, you know, her congressional seat. You wrote about that, Chris, but not just about the fact that she lost, but about what might be in store for her in the future. Yeah, she's, she's formed, uh, formed a new uh, political action committee basically out of her campaign funding account. Uh, and um, she's making a serious bid, uh, thought process at least, exploratory bid for 2024. And um, the question I've got would be, you know, how how would she structure that? Would she run within the Republican Party if she were to do that? Uh, you suggested she should run as an independent. Uh, I, you know, I did a my my uh, fourth year thesis at UVA uh, when I was working on my degree in. American government was actually about third parties and third parties are, it's hard, independent, it's hard to be an independent in the American system, the two party system. Um, uh, you know, you end up being a spoiler more than anything else. Uh, or, or would she perhaps think about running as a Democrat? I know she's very conservative on a lot of issues. Uh, the one issue that she has in common with Democrats is she's working against Donald Trump. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, but she made a point in her concession speech uh, that I thought was really interesting. She, you know, and I looked the numbers up. You know, that's a, that Wyoming is a safe Republican area. That Wyoming only has one House seat. Uh, it's it's so small uh, from a population standpoint that it has two senators because it's a state, but it has just the one House seat. Um, she won her her elections uh, the last few cycles, the, the November elections, with over sixty percent of the vote, um, and so. If, uh, if all you do as a Republican out there is win the nomination, you're going to get reelected to Congress. Uh, and as she pointed out, the, the, the easy way for her to do that would have been to stay silent on the, the election interference by Donald Trump and his supporters in 2020, or even to, to buy into, at least publicly, the lie, as she called it, and as a lot of us have called it, that the election was stolen from Trump. She refused to do that, and she stood up for uh, America. And uh, um, so, you know, uh, you know we, 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 a lot of us may disagree with her on specific issues, but we, we, I think we all need to stand united uh, in the idea that, that there's something bigger right now at, at play than Democrats versus Republicans. It's right now we need to get, we need to get this Trump disease out of our country. And um, then we can go back to arguing amongst Democrats and Republicans. I think that was, you know, I think there's a theme here from, from everything we're talking about here in this podcast so far. Yeah, I certainly don't agree with her on a lot of the issues, especially abortion. But what I will say is I applaud her character, especially in reference to this. And, you know, so I've read some things where people say, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't really uh, look up to her for that reason. She's just doing what 
all Republicans should be doing, you know, all people should be doing. Uh, but, you know, but that being said, you know, she stood up in a Republican party where most of the people are backing the big lies. And so for that, for that, I'm, I'm very proud of her. I don't want to, I don't want to out the person who emailed me, but an elected Republican sent me a, a note, uh, an email this week about one of my columns on Donald Trump. And, um, uh, I got to know where that person stands on things too. So yeah. <laughs> there are plenty of, there are plenty of brave Republicans standing up. Um, it's, but how many of them are quietly emailing people, you know, versus, versus so publicly stating yes. your opinion. And that's where Liz Cheney right. stands out. She's very public. Yes. And I think that's to be lauded. No doubt. Absolutely. Chris, one more thing I wanted to talk to you about before we wrap up. And that's another story that you wrote this week about Democrats having a problem connecting with working class voters, something you called the Chris Hayes problem. Yeah, uh, and I referenced that, uh, the, the person who actually had those words, New York Congressman Sean Patrick Maloney, he's got a contested race uh, for his Democratic primary, Democrat nomination up in New York for his House seat. Um, he's also the chair of the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. And so we've been picking on Republicans here a little bit. I think it's time to pick on Democrats here, the last segment. Um, he, his point is that uh, Democrats, and I've been saying this for a long time, I wrote a book, Crystal, about this three, four years ago now, um, uh, my Poverty of Imagination book. I'm trying to tell Democrats how to talk to voters, how to talk to working class voters. Um, Sean Patrick Maloney calls it a Chris Hayes problem. He says, basically, uh, Democrats' uh, messaging isn't resonating with voters um, because Democrats, and I've, I've been saying this for years too, and I'm glad that there's someone in elected office saying this. We don't, we talk to, Democrats tend to talk to voters, not like human beings. We, you know, here's, here's a quote. We could talk like human beings. We could build a relationship with voters. We could be more comfortable on the factory floor, or at least as comfortable on the factory floor as we are on the faculty lounge. You know, he, he thinks, and, and, and the point is that we talk, we're out of touch. We, we, we focus on so many things that aren't important to the average guy or gal. And I, you know, it's frustrating to me too, uh, to me, the average Republican voter in Augusta County, Waynesboro, Stanton, Rockingham County, Harrisonburg, um, is not better off voting for Republicans who who don't want to you know who don't want to uh, have universal health care. They they want you to continue to have to go through this maze of, of options to get decent health care. They don't make your kids' education better. They're not uh, they're not looking for uh, they're not supporting job training to make help you make more money so that you can live a good life, and then maybe save up for retirement. Um, you know, all these different things. And, and yet we're not talking to, we're not talking to Republican voters about that, trying to you know, say, hey, you, you might be better off if you came our way. We tend to talk down to people. Um, and, and we focus on the social issues that we're not going to win on. We focus on pronouns. We focus on, you know, th things that don't matter to, to, to the average voter out there. And, um, you know, he said, I mean, the fact is, this is Maloney again, um, if, if you listen to the way people speak on our cable news channels, I love Chris Hayes, but the point is, if you listen to the way we talk and communicate, it's not the way my voters talk. It's not the way my neighbors talk. It's not the way my family talks. And so, yeah, we need to, you know, we Democrats need to talk to people, not down to people. And I think that's the big point there. All right, Chris, before we wrap up, anything else that you're working on in the coming week? Oh, well, you know, uh, from a politics standpoint, we'll keep our, our uh, eyes and ears open towards uh, what the latest developments may be into the investigation into former President Donald Trump, certainly. 
Um, we will keep our eyes there. Uh, I know that Rebecca Barnaby is working on some stories. Uh, we had Rebecca on a podcast recently. She's working on some pieces related to uh, the Virginia Employment Commission and continuing issues with with delays there uh, in, in processing benefits applications and actually getting money to people. Uh, she's got some 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 really hard hitting stuff coming up in that area. So, you know, we'll keep our we'll keep our nose to the grindstone and keep, you know, do our part to keep government honest. All right. And again, if you ever have any tips for us, any stories that you think we should be covering, you can always drop editor Chris Graham a note at chris at augustafreepress.com. If any of the stories we talked about today are something that you want to read more about, go to our website, augustafreepress.com. You can search any of the topics in the sidebar and uh, read a little bit more about the issues that we discussed. Chris, I appreciate you joining us for the podcast today and sharing a little bit more about the stories that you're writing. And we look forward to doing this more often. Thank you, Crystal. And thank you to our listeners. Everyone have a great day.